to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. I want to welcome you this morning. Good to see each of you. Good crowd. Big crowd this morning. I want to welcome our church online. Thank you so much for being uh, with us online. We have a faithful, faithful, big crowd that always joins us Man, they're everywhere, too. If, we, if I told you where they're at, you'd be amazed. They're all over the place. So uh, thank you so much for being a part of us. Uh, so before I get too far into this, I need to say a big thank you uh, to the church and to many people. I'm not going to go by names, but last weekend, man, it was powerful. Uh, there was a ton of people here Friday night for the Good Friday service, Saturday for Easter eggs, and then both services uh, last Sunday morning for Easter, uh, staff, church. Excellent job. Deacons, you knocked it out of the park. Thank you so much. Uh, beautiful job in the parking lot. That's, that's hazard duty. We, gotta, we should pay for that. All right? I'm just saying, be nice to those guys. But a uh, beautiful job by the church. Uh, if you count uh, online last week, we had over 1,700 people uh, as a part of the church at Bush. And so, man, kudos to you, church and everybody. Um, over 1,300 were in-house for Easter Sunday. That's, uh, that's big on campus right there, boy. That's big. Uh, so uh, grateful to the church, the team, beautiful team. A lot of people commented this week, beautiful team. You got pastor, great church, loved it, felt welcome the minute I walked up. They never stopped welcoming me. They helped me find my seat. They were generous. They were beautiful. So to that, I, I love you for that. Uh, that's a beautiful, that's a church body. Thank you so much for that. Um, so last week, uh, I talked about it's time to roar, and it is. That's the title that we used last week, but I want to continue this week because I didn't get a chance to unpack everything that I wanted. So this is kind of, uh, it's time to roar part two. I want to kind of recap at the beginning some stuff and then walk you into some new stuff uh, that I want to teach you this morning. First uh, Peter 5.8, that's the scripture we used last week. First uh, Peter 5.8 says, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, some people might read that and say, man, that's such a, that's just a depressing scripture. It's, it's a scary scripture. That scripture is not scary. Woo, that, skip, that scripture is beautiful. I love for the enemy to tell me what he's about. I love that. I mean, I mean if, you, if, you got, if you got an offense, I don't care what your defense got, Amen. I mean, if you got the studs, bring it. You can tell me what you're going to do, but you can't stop me. I'll tell you at the line of scrimmage, you can't stop me. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to run this thing through the A-gap, and you can load up that A-gap. But if my guards in my center and my fullback plows, that running back's gone 98 out the gate. I'm just telling you. Nothing you can do about it. And so the enemy says, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm going to prowl around. I'm looking for someone to devour as a believer, as a child of God, that should not, that's not fear. That shouldn't scare you because you know that's what he's trying. So if you know that's what he's trying, then it's time to man up. It's time to get ready. 
And he's got everything we need to get us ready to war. Because I'm gonna tell you something, he doesn't miss beat. He tells you what he's trying to do. He doesn't say, well, I'm nice and warm and fuzzy. You should let me lay by you. I can keep you warm. <laughs> he ain't trying to keep you warm. He's trying to get you comfy, and then he's gonna devour you, okay? He ain't there to lick you, all right? And he don't need you to pet him, all right? Don't make a home for him. Don't invite the enemy to come to your table. You say that all these chairs are taken. Well, there's no one here. Well, you're not here either, so bye. All right, don't give your chair away, all right? Don't invite him, okay? He's telling you what he's trying to do. Don't take the bait. John 10, 10, he says this. If, if, if 1 Peter 5, 8 wasn't enough for you, then he says in John 10, 10, the thief, the devil, the lion, the enemy, he comes only. He tells you what he's only gonna do. This is all I'm about. Three things. I'm trying to steal and kill and destroy. I mean, that's what he says. But Jesus says, oh, sorry, I have come that my kids, they might have life and they might have it to the full. You can declare what you're trying to do, but I'm telling you, I'm not in the tomb. And greater is he that is in them than he that is in the world, and you're in the world. So my kids, with my power, the same power that we learned at Easter, they didn't go away because Easter Sunday went away, the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of me as a born-again child of the king. Amen? So the enemy can say, hey, Jeff, I'm trying to kill and steal and destroy your life. Okay. Well, I'm a king's kid and I have the power of the resurrection living inside of me, so bring it. I mean, that, I'm, you say, well, you, you should be careful saying that, Pastor. Hey, <laughs> I know I got a big old target on me. I got a church that's growing like weeds and a, gr a, a great staff. I know there's a target on me, but I'm just saying greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. All right? I'm saying you got, it's time for the church to quit acting like wet pretzels, like I said last week, and, and, and look real. All right? Listen, if you haven't figured out yet, the world is after you. All right? there, I mean, the world is ugly, evil is on rampage, and it's time for the church Little church, big church, stand up in its position with its authority and roar. And you gotta know who you are because listen to me, he just tells you who he is. He tells you what he's about, what he wants to do, what he's trying to accomplish. If you know all that, then you better study up and get ready. That's what he's doing. So let's look at it. Steal, what's he trying to steal? Good question. What is he trying to steal? He says, I'm trying to steal. He's trying to steal our joy. He's trying to steal my worship. He's trying to steal my song. He's trying to keep me from dancing. He's trying to take my voice. That's what he's trying to do. That's what he's doing. Listen to me. If you are a child of God's, if the Son of God has set you free, you're free indeed. If he put a new song in you, and he did, Psalm 40 says, sing the song. I see some people in life, and their face does not give off joy. If I were to ask them if they're born again and they say, yes, I'm gonna, work. I'm gonna be worried. Some people who are saved and born again need to tell their face they are because your face does not make me want Jesus. It makes me wanna run, all right? If you're born again and one day when you die, you'll take your last breath on this dirt ball, you take your first breath in heaven, I'm telling you right now, you better turn this to this. Because you got a song in you and you better sing it because people see your face and they don't want you Jesus. And you say, well, Jeff, it's not my personality. I'm just kind of a calm, kind of quiet, kind of subdued, kind of mellow kind of guy. That's fine. That's fine at a picnic. But at church, 
It ain't picnic face. It's resurrection face. And you better get it up. And I'm just saying, I'm tired of people. That's a good song, Paxton. <laughs> if I'm Paxton, I'm like, dude, I know it's a good song. You need to show me it's a good song. Get up, all right? I mean, don't, don't show me your coffee. Show me your worship, amen? We gotta tell our face. We gotta tell our inside who we are inside. And the outside gotta reflect that, all right? He's trying to take your joy, worship, song, dance, and voice. He's trying to do, he's trying to do that. He's trying to steal it. What's he trying to kill? Mm. He's trying to kill our hopes. He's trying to kill our dreams. He's trying to kill our future. He's trying to kill our purpose. He's trying to kill our destiny. That's true for the little church and the big church. Psalm 139 says, all the days of your life have been ordained. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Jeremiah tells you he got a plan for you, plan to prosper you, a future hope, all that stuff. You know all that, but that's what he's trying to kill. That's what he doesn't want you. He says, this is what I want my church to be. My church is gonna go make disciples. My church is gonna make much of me. My church is gonna blow the roof off the church. My church is gonna, the church is gonna take the world, man. That's what he wants the church to do. But if the church gets scared and runs every time they hear a roar, even when it's a shadow, that church ain't gonna impact nobody. Quit being a chicken church. Be the God's church. I'm sorry. I, man, mm. I told you a couple weeks ago, oh, about a month ago, I had, a, I had a pastor walk up to me at Young Buzz and we were talking and he said, it, it kind of feels normal now. We have pulled back for so long. Pull, pull. What do you say? <laughs> Willis, what you say? I mean, I'm like, pull back? Is, can that be in a church's bylaws? What, I'm, the elders vote on that? No, none of my elders are going to say, Pastor Jeff, we need to pull back. Pull back. They're going to whip me. Get them. Go get them. I mean, they ain't going to pull me back. They're going to whip me. I'm telling you, you, the church has got to advance. If the church pulls back, we're in a world of hurt. World of hurt. The little church can't pull back and the big church can't pull back because the enemy's trying to kill it and steal it and steal the destiny of the church. I'm telling you, the power of the resurrection lives in the little church and the big church. And he ain't got no time to pull back. No time. So he's trying to steal a joy in worship. He's trying to kill a destiny and a future and a purpose. He's trying, to, he's trying to destroy our life, our marriage, our children, our home, and our church. That's what he's trying to do. Listen to me. If he knocks on your door, your home, you know what he's trying to do. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. He said, well, I, I'm just going to make some popcorn. No, you don't want no popcorn. No, no. You tell me you don't have no popcorn. Neighbor got popcorn. Go next door. <laughs> some of y'all are like, we're neighbors. Don't say that about us. <laughs> but what I'm saying is don't, don't let him in. Don't let him in. Because listen to me. He ain't there to lay by your fireplace while you sip hot chocolate. That's not what he's doing. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy everything. He wants to steal it. He wants to destroy it. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. If he knocks, you don't answer. Because I'm going to tell you something. He ain't there to be your buddy. He's there to destroy you. And he'll try to get in in some subtle ways, but you got to be smart. You got to be smart, man, and look for it. He tells you how he's coming. So I want you to go to Psalm 23. We went there uh, Easter. I want to go back there a little bit and visit some stuff, and then I'm going to teach you some other things. Psalm 23, 4. Psalm 23, 4 says this, even though, even though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. 
I will fear no evil for you are with me. Even though I walk through the shadow, through the valley, the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Fear what? No evil. Why? Because the line of Judah is with me. Listen to me. Here's what it doesn't say. It does not say if I walk through the valley. Oh, no. He says, listen to me. It ain't about if you do. It's when you do. He said, well, I never read that. It's such a pessimistic verse. I always thought Psalm 23 is really sweet. My grandmother knitted it and put it on a pillow and I sleep on it. It just cuddles. It's, like, it's just fuzzy and feels good. It's like grandma. Oh, you need to read it again. <laughs> you need to read it again. He said, listen, even though you walk through those shadows of death, even though phone calls come, relationship hardships come, enemy battles at your marriage trying to take the turf, even though your kids go through hard seasons, even all that junk, even all those shadows, listen to me, those aren't real. They look like real. They're shadows. They're little roars. They're not, they're not, they're not daddy roar, all right? He's trying to roar at the church, little church, big church, to get you to be scared, to put fear in you. But as a born-again child of the king, Scripture tells me, I don't have no fear in me. I spirit don't have, the spirit is not fear. I don't have the spirit of fear in me, all right? I don't. So when he tries to create fear in me to make me run to the tall grass to get eaten by the lionesses, no, 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 you ain't running. No, don't run. He said, no, that, no that's not real. You can come against me this way, but that's a shadow. That's a shadow. That's not real. That's not real. It's roaring like it's real. I'm sorry. It feels like it's real. It's not real. You say, Pastor, I'm telling you, man, it's hard right now. It feels like it's real. It's not real. It's a shadow. It's a shadow, man. Don't run. You walk right at it. Well, I'm scared. Don't be scared. The scare's not in you as a child of the king. Line of Judah in you. All right? Wake up that soul. All right, wake it up, walk straight at it. It's not even though I walk through it, even though, meaning I'm gonna walk through it. I'm gonna walk through it, not if. So if I walk through it, Pastor, what am I supposed to do? If I know I'm gonna face this stuff, what do I do? Jesus tells me in the word, even though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, even, I, I know it's coming. I know I'm gonna have stuff like that in my life. When it comes, what do I do? What, what do I have to do? Well, you got to get, you, you, you got to go eat. Some of you are like, sweet. I mean, eat. You must feed the spirit man. Listen to me. You must feed the spirit man. If you don't feed the spirit man, it's going to lie to you and make that shadow appear to be real. Don't be scrawny. Be brawny, Okay. Don't, you gotta be big, okay? So God made each of us three parts. You didn't get four, you got three. Everybody the same. God made us three distinct parts. Spirit, soul, body. Spirit, soul, body. Can I say something to you? I'm gonna teach on this again later, but you gotta understand these three parts. It's not the three parts, they're not interchangeable. Those three parts are set, concrete, solid. They have to stay in that order. Spirit, soul, body. You say, well, I like my body. I look good, Pastor. Woo, I look good. I look good. I look good. I look good. I work out. I'm brawny. Woo, I look good. Look good. Listen to me. You, listen, you can work out. Nothing's wrong with working out. But don't fall in love with the shell, okay? 
Don't fall in love with the shell. Don't, don't feed the shell, okay? Because listen to me, I know you got big muscles, you can bench press a Buick, but your big muscles are gonna get wrinkles one day and you're gonna drive a Buick, all right? <laughs> Nothing wrong with Buicks, don't go, I'm somebody that somebody owns a Buick dealership gonna be calling me, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you, your muscles are gonna get, you can't stop time. You, you're gonna age, you're gonna wrinkle, your muscles are gonna get sl sloppy and saggy and you know, what used to be up is gonna be down. You know what I mean? And so, so that stuff happens. So don't spend all your time on the shell, all right? The shell, the body can't be first. It can't be your throne, all right? You're a temple of God, take care of it, but don't worship you and don't make it all about you. you. The soul can't be first either. The soul is where the emotions and feelings and all that stuff take place. The soul can't be first. Don't feed the soul. If the soul is leading, it's all emotional. You see what I mean? So when you see a shadow, when you get a call, when you get something, your emotions, because the soul's in charge, the emotions run. The motion, emotions cannot drive the train, you're in trouble. Emotions gotta be second. Spirit man must be first, all right? Never let the soul drive the train. Always let the spirit man drive the train. You gotta let the spirit. So you gotta feed the spirit because the spirit will recognize it. They will see it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you will recognize, woo, that's not real. That's a shadow. We ain't running. No, family, don't run, don't run, don't run. You don't wanna run to the left or the right. You wanna fix your gaze on Jesus. Don't be scared. Run to the tall grass. Tall grass got lionesses that eat you up. Don't do it. He said, well, I don't understand. It got transferred. I don't want to leave. My kids love the school. Everything's great here. We're all settled here. Everybody loves this area. Why did, we, why did the business sell out? Why did we get bought out? Why do we have to go here? I don't want to go here. I don't know anybody there. I don't know nobody there. And as a husband, you grab your family, you say this, I don't know anybody there either, but I know my feet never go anywhere. My, my king don't want me to go. So he's got me. So we're going to hold each other. And we're going to hold Jesus, and we're not going to run. We're gonna trust him because my God's a provider. My God's big. And I don't know anybody there either, but I know my God's there and he's waiting on me. That's how you gotta lead. That's how you gotta lead. The spirit man must be fed. If the spirit man is scrawny, you're in trouble. If the body's in front, we're in trouble. If the soul's in front, emotions is driving it, we're in trouble. The spirit man must be fed. The spirit man will recognize shadows from the real deal and it'll lead, man, it'll lead. The spirit man, when it's well fed, it will roar. Jeremiah 15, 16 says this. When your words came to me, mm, I ate them, and they were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord God Almighty. Woo! Jeremiah 15, 16, that's a great verse for the week. When your words came to me, I ate them. Mm. I ask myself sometimes, is the word of God look as good as a ribeye? <laughs> Better. <laughs> Better. It better be better. It better look better always because I need to eat the word. Why? Because my spirit man needs fed. Why? Because if my spirit man is not fed, guess who tries to lead? My soul man. If my soul man leads, what's what happens? How it feels, my emotions. Well, how you feel? I don't care how you feel. I don't want to know how you feel. I want to know the truth, walk in the truth. Might not feel like walking in the truth. My job's walking the truth. It's not to decide if I feel like walking in the truth. I, my job's walking the truth. You don't ask your kids, do you feel like minding me? <laughs> <laughs> you better get your feeling fixed because you, you need to feel like you're minding me. 
all right? Talk to them like, I mean, understand God's talking to you like you talk to them. Same up for debate, all right? Romans 10, 17 says this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith to walk out, to walk into that shadow, to roar into that shadow, knowing that daddy is roaring behind you, that takes faith. How do you get faith? All right, going to church? No, that ain't gonna work. It can help. Faith comes by hearing the word, putting the word in you. So you say, Pastor, I got, I, I, I got a faith problem. No, you don't. Well, um, excuse me, I don't stutter, but I just told you I have a faith problem. And I don't stutter either, but I'm telling you, no. Well, what's going on here? You don't have a faith problem. You have a word problem. You're not in the word. You're living off somebody's Facebook post of a scripture that feels good for you, and you call it yours for the day. That ain't yours for the day. That wasn't your revelation. Somebody else's revelation. You need to get in the word. You need to get in the word, the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. You need a pen and a highlighter, all right? And you need to start working this. You say, well, well Pastor, I'm, I'm sorry, but I have an app. It got a Bible on it. I'm sorry, no, no. That's great if you're hunting in the mountains, you need to come up with a scripture real fast and boom, but that, there it is, there it is. But when you go to your tool shed, when you get alone with God, you need a Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. You need a pen and a highlighter, and you need to write your name and highlight a whole bunch of stuff in here. Because here's what happens to us. I know. <laughs> got your phone? Got your Bible. Ooh, ding, ding, ding. Oh, oh, somebody commented on my, oh, they commented on my Facebook post. Oh, let's go. Oh, I know I look good. My family looks good. Mm, that's a good picture. My boys are so handsome. Yeah, y'all make good babies. Yeah, we do. Oh, my gosh, that's good stuff. Oh, where, what? What a Bible. What, oh, I don't even know. Oh, I ran out of time. I got to go. You ain't getting fed. Here's guys. Here's what I do. Bible. The mass blew the lead. They got, they were up four with 39 seconds. What, how just rebound the ball. Just get the rebound. What are y'all doing looking at each other? You see, and you're gone. Winds are 60. My gosh, why do I live here? Right? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? That'll mess up your quiet. that mess up your word. I'm like, Bible, I don't know. My Lord, I need, Jesus, Jesus needs to come back. This is crazy. Right? <laughs> what I'm saying is don't do it. Take that phone, turn on silent. You lay it over there. Don't lay it up face up because when it lights up, you're going to go. What's wrong with you? You're going to need a crick in your neck. You're going to need a chiropractor. Turn the thing over so it doesn't light up and get in the Word. 10 or 15 minutes give you power and strength, man. 10 or 15 minutes in the Word like, like old Word. You say, well, Jeff, you're just old-fashioned. Yeah, I'm 56 and I'm closing in on 57. I am old-fashioned, all right? But I'm going to tell you right now, pity the fool who tries it on the app. They're going to get distracted. You ain't strong enough yet, man. You need to get in the Word, get in the Word. I need a highlighter, not pink, guys. I don't need a pink highlighter from a guy. I'm just telling you right now, I'm praying for you. All right, you, you, need to, you need to get a good manly highlighter, blue, you know, green. All right, lead the pink to your wife. Don't be stealing in her purse. All right, so you need to get the other kind of stuff. And you need to work that Bible, work that Bible, work that Bible. Work it. And you work that Bible in your life and you grow that spirit man, and you put that soul with emotions in the right spot, and you put that shell that you work on all the time, that's a good thing, but you put it in its place, and you don't get them out of order because it can't be out of order because the order was set by God, and do not mess with the order set by God. Do not mess with it. 
Psalm 119, go there with me. You're like, Pastor, you gotta get moving. We gotta go over this luncheon that Kay's got, got brisket. We gotta get over there, all right? Psalm 119, go to verse, uh, Psalm, Psalm 119, go to verse 11. Start in 11, not nine. Verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me decrees. With my lips, I recount all that comes from your mouth. I rejoice in the following statutes as one that rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts. I consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Man, I will not neglect your word. I will not neglect feeding my spirit man because I gotta feed my spirit man because my spirit man will recognize a shadow of death for a shadow that it is. And when it growls at me, I won't run in fear and scatter in tall grasses and get eaten. But, but if you've got a scrawny spirit man and your, your soul's driving the train and it's led by emotions and that thing looks at you and you say, oh, I think it's real. No, it's a shadow. Put it in its place. Call it what it is. But your emotions can't do it because why? Two can't be one. One must be one. Keep it where it needs to be. Psalm 23, two and three. The verses right before four, very important. Psalm 23, verses two and three. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. I told you years ago, I was making a trip and I was cruising through a part of the country that got a ton of rain, ton. They had a green I'd never seen. I'm like, seriously, that's like greener than our green. That's like seriously green. And that grass and them fields are tall. And I looked out there and there's a bunch of cows and summer cows, some brown, some are, some are black, you know, summer cows. And so I looked out there, I saw them cows and them cows were so fat. That grass was so thick, them cows couldn't even stand up anymore. They're laying down on their side and they're eating. I'm like, seriously, you can't even stand up anymore because you're so fat. You lay down and eat the grass. And then God said, that's how I provide for you. <laughs> yeah, I should pull over and get in John, all right? What he's saying is, I got lush grass for you. Won't you eat? You need to eat, Jeff. My grass is lush. Some of us need to be cows, man. We need to eat lush grass. God provides that. Feed your spirit, man. He leads me beside quiet waters. Mm. Any mamas in here need some quiet waters? <laughs> Yeah, ask me one more thing. Ask mom one more thing. Somebody try it. Somebody else ask me one more thing. I'm not playing. I, I'm, I've, had, I'm, I've tapped out. Don't ask me one more thing. And the husband's like, honey, can you help me find? That goes for you too. You, you want me to help you find it? You ain't even looked. At least look. At least look. Calgon, take me away. Where's the bubbles? I'm going to take a bath. I'm putting seven locks on the door. I want nobody in that room except Jesus. If your name's not Jesus, don't come in. It'll wait. You don't need it that bad. Don't ask me one more thing. Mamas, go by quiet waters. Go lay by the quiet waters. Feed the spirit, man. Quiet this world, man. There's a lot of static, a lot of noise in this world, man. Go lay in his green pastures and eat. Feed that spirit man. Go sit by quiet waters, amen. He got a lot to say in the whisper. He can say a lot. 
in the quietness. What he means is, he says, you do this and I'll restore your soul. What he's saying is, I will put the soul in the right spot and I will feed the spirit man the rise to the top. That's what he's saying. He said, for too long, the soul been driving. I'm gonna restore your soul. I'm gonna put that soul that I made in two and I'm gonna raise up that spirit man to being one. You gotta eat the green grass that he provides and you gotta sit by the quiet waters and he'll restore that soul. He'll restore the right place for that soul. So you say, Jeff, what happens if I feed my spirit man? I'm glad you asked. What happens if I feed the spirit man? Go to Romans. Go to Romans. We looked at this last week, but I want to just see it again because Easter's not once a week. It's every day, my friend. Romans 8, 10 and 11. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he raised, who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who lives in you. Your spirit, man, is going, it's dead without Christ. When Christ saved you, he put his spirit inside of you. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that lives inside of you as a born-again child of the king. But you gotta feed that spirit man. Got to. Because if you don't feed that spirit man, you're not gonna have your power renewed and you're not gonna have strength. And you won't roar even when you wanna roar. I want you to watch this video clip real fast. Amen. <laughs> Don't mess with daddy. If you ever come near my kids again, my sons again, you see right there, little lion. Mm. He took his position, he took his authority, and he roared. Didn't sound like much of them hyenas, but then the lion of Judah behind him like, roared. And them hyenas, they gone, boy, like, woo! I didn't know that was your son. Yeah, I didn't know these were your kids. Oh yeah, I saved them. I redeemed them. I so loved them that I gave my son to die for them. They accepted me. They're born again. They're new. They got a lion in them. If you'll take your position and you will put you, you, you will roar, the lion will roar behind you and your enemy will scatter. Listen to me. You got to tap it. Some of you are like, Jeff, I, I, I can't roar. There's no roar in me. You know why there's no roar in you? Because he's not in you. I'm sorry. I love you, 
I love you enough to tell you the truth. You, you can't manufacture that roar. If it's in you, take your position, take the authority that's in you because of Christ living inside of you, the same resurrection, same power that raised Christ from the dead living in you. You roar, he roars behind you, woo, you gone. Wake up to sow and roar. Zechariah 4, 6 says this, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit says the Lord Almighty. See, what we gotta realize is we can't do it apart from him. He's in us. We feed the spirit, man. That grows our what? That grows our power and our strength. That rises that spirit man up. Now you recognize it as a shadow. Now you roar at it in the name of Jesus. And the Jesus that is the lion of Judah is behind you roaring. You remember that picture of my wife? Uh, she got her hands up raised. That, that darkness is dying right there. It's, it's melting right there. But around her is the mouth of the lion. Because when we take our position and when we take our authority that's in Christ because the spirit living inside of us and we roar, he roars. If we don't take our spot and roar, he ain't roaring. If, if you're, the little church is not gonna roar, he's not gonna roar. You've gotta take your spot and roar. So when the enemy knocks on your house, your door, oh, no, 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 no. We ain't doing that. Mm -mm. You take your spot, you roar, he roars behind you and that guy goes next door. That's how you gotta fight. As believers, we fight from what? From victory, not for victory. We don't fight for it, we fight from it. Already won. As at your actions as a believer will always follow your beliefs. If he is the king, if he is that mighty, if he is God almighty, if he is power, if he lives inside of you, fight like he lives inside of you. Fight like it, roar like it, because your roar may not be much, but his roar with your roar, woo, it's unbeatable, unbeatable. You gotta roar. Why do we have to roar? It's the way we fight. We fight with the word, we fight with worship. Go to uh, 2 Corinthians, real quick. 2 Corinthians 10, three and five. 2 Corinthians 10, three and five. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons that we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every petition that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. How do we fight as children of the king? We fight with what? Worship, and we fight with the word because that's the power. That's how we fight. We don't fight like the world. When, when that shadow appears and starts messing with you, the shadow of death, when you walk in through that valley of shadow of death and you can't, I can't do it no more, I can't handle it anymore, I can't do it anymore, I can't take this any longer, you stand up in all the power you've got, all the might you've got, and he'll be the rest, and you roar at it. You fight, you fight. Many times I found my wife curled up in a bathroom floor crying. I walked in my house, worship going, she's just depleted, don't even know she can keep going. But the atmosphere of my home never changed. It was worship 24-7 playing. When we left the house, it was playing. When we came back home, it was playing. Listen to me. If the enemy's kicking your teeth at home, kicking, kicking your teeth in, kicking your door in in your marriage, change the atmosphere of your home. Turn on the worship, man. Let it play soft. You can still live in it. Just let it play soft. 
Let it drown out all the negative, all the darkness, all the junk. Let it race it out. Let the atmosphere change. When you come home from school, when you come home from work, you walk into what? You walk into a sanctuary. You walk in into worship, man. Drown out the junk in your house and restore the aroma of Christ in the house, big time. Second Chronicles 20. I wanna go there real quick and we're gonna get out of here. Second Chronicles. We were in Second Corinthians. Now we're going all the way back to Old Testament. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Jehoshaphat. <laughs> I'm still waiting on somebody to call me and say, hey, what'd you name your son? Jehoshaphat. I'm like, all right, Jehoshaphat. I wanna meet him, all right? That's a, that's a great name. Jehoshaphat. So he's in war, he's getting his people ready, and in verse 21 of, of chapter 20, he says these words. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him in the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. They're in a war they're going in the war. They're going in the battle. God says, Jehoshaphat, send out the worshipers first. What? Send out the worshipers. Turn up the worship. Raise hands. Let's go. Well, we're in a battle. We're in a fight. Should we take a gun? No, we got guns. Not like the world's got, but like the kingdom's got. And they go out worshiping. It says that the enemy on the other side starts going, what, in the, what are y'all doing? Why are they worshiping? And they got confused and they got disoriented. And then they started jabbering each other. Then they started pushing and fighting. And then they turned on each other. And the army over here worshiping just watched them while they killed each other. That, well, we won. They didn't even break a sweat. That's awesome. Let's go. I don't even need a Gatorade. I don't need towels. Trainers like, what did I get all this Gatorade for? What I'm saying is, we don't fight like the world fights. When the shadow comes, when the enemy's knocking at your house and your marriage, you start worshiping. You say, it makes no sense. Oh yeah, turn the music up, turn the worship up. I'm gonna start speaking word. I'm gonna start speaking scripture everywhere. I'm gonna work. That's how we're gonna battle. When you do that, the enemy goes, what is wrong with these people? I've come to kill, steal, and destroy their marriage. And what are they doing? They're worshiping. I'm going next door. This is pointless. And you go, pity for my neighbors, but help yourself. We got to fight different, man. We fight different, why? Because we don't live in this world. We're passing through. We're in a different kingdom. We're citizenships in heaven. We fight with worship. We fight with the word. Some of us aren't roaring, why? Because we're malnourished. Because we haven't been eating, man. We haven't been feeding the soul, the, the spirit, man. Some of us in here, we're not roaring <laughs> because we've realized over the last couple of weeks there's no roar in us because there's no Jesus in us. I'm gonna say to you, men, look at me. You gotta lead. You're the commander of your troops. If they mess with you, your wife, and they mess with your kids, and they start messing with you, the spirit man in you must rise up. You must put your wife and kids behind you, and you roar, and you walk, and the lion of Judah come behind you, and he'll roar with you, and the enemy will flee, and the darkness will flee, and all that junk will scatter. Don't you run in fear, Dad, because if you run in fear, the family follows you into the tall grasses, and they're devoured. Don't you run. 
And if you're sitting here today and you say, Pastor, I, I, I can't do that because I don't have nothing in me. And when we start worshiping in just a second, I need you to get right here. And you say, I need Jesus. And we can introduce you to Jesus. You can be born again. And you can rise up a new person with a power in you you know nothing about, man. And you no longer be a wet pretzel. You'd be a mighty man of God, all right? If that's you, be honest enough to say that's you. We had a man in our service last week in Easter service. He's, we talked to him on the phone. I talked to him on the phone this week. He said, Pastor, you need, to, you need to accept my forgiveness. I don't know one thing you said Easter Sunday because the only one that was talking to me was Jesus. He made me new sitting right over there. I'm born again. And I'll, he's getting baptized next week, all right? Just like that, just like that. So here's what I'm asking you to do, church, little church. You take your position, all right? Your position is a king's kid. If you're born again child of the king, that's your position. You take your authority that is in you because of where you are in Christ. You have power because Christ lives inside of you, the same resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead. You step into your position, you take your authority, and you rap, you grow, you roar, all right? You've got to roar. You say, well, my roar is not much right now. It'll grow. It'll get bigger as you get bigger. But right now, understand, when you open your mouth and your position and authority and you roar, the lion of Judah's behind you roaring too, and the darkness will flee. But you can't run scared, man. You run scared and you're in trouble. All right, that's what he wants you to do. So all through the house, we're gonna get our roar on. Take your position, stand in your authority, and you roar. I'm gonna invite you to stay in church. As the worship team comes up or comes back out, if you're on the ministry team, I'm gonna ask you to come down this morning. There's nothing else that needs to be said. Either you, <laughs> you can't roar because there's nothing in you or you have something in you, but your spirit man's not being fed so you have no power, you feel weak. Two things. If you have nothing in you, come and meet Jesus and be saved. All right, we'll get you baptized too. If you just need to start feeding the spirit man so you can growl and be a, be a leader, then do that. So as we pray, you know what God said. You gotta go do that. Father, we love you. God, you're good. You're good. God, I pray you wake up the church. Teach us to roar. Teach us to roar, God. We run too much from every shadow of death that we see. And God, I pray that we understand that mighty is he that lives in us, that power that lives inside of us is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. And God, I pray you teach the church to roar. God, wake up our soul. There's a lion in us. There's a lion in us. There's a lion in us. And we gotta tap it. God, we love you. Be honored now. Draw your people by the Holy Spirit as we worship in Christ's name. Amen, amen. You come, church, if you need to come. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church of Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church of Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.